Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mountains of Magic podcast. I'm your host, Danielle, and this is episode 45, Doing Disney with a Large Group. Hello, hello, my friends. Thank you so much for being here. I know I say that every week, um, but as I'm recording this this morning, I'm just in kind of like a, you know, a little slump. Had some things this morning not go great. Um, And this is truly just my happy place to come up here to the closet to record and share Disney tips for you all. So if you're listening, if you've ever listened, I just want to say again, thank you, thank you so much. Getting to talk Disney and planning Disney vacations for others is something that I really just enjoy. Helping other people have those magical vacations um, and sharing all I know. So if you have one coming up, Um, If you want to plan one, I would so love to be of service. You can check out the info in the description or in the show notes uh, to get my contact info and love would would love to chat Disney with you. Okay, let's get to the topic of today, which is something that I probably have the most Disney experience with. In my travel agency group, they were sort of asking, like, what's everyone's niche? If I was going to send, you know, a client your way, what is it you know well? And for me, I think it's that. Now, my experience with a large group is not like a cheerleading squad of 100 people with their parents. That's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like extended family or multiple families and groups traveling together. So when I do a longer Disney trip, it does tend to be with extended family and we've got, you know, 10, 12 people, that kind of deal. Um, So that's where my experience is coming from. But a lot of the things I'm going to share would also work with a larger group. So if you've got a big extended family going, you're thinking like 20, 30 people, while the plan of attack is going to be a little bit different. A lot of these tips, I think, will help you. Now, there's some good stuff to know if you only go with your family of three or four as well, but we're really going to focus in on how you kind of handle Disney a little bit differently when you've got multiple people going. So, let's get started. First thing is before you book anything, kind of that pre-meeting, pre-planning stage, okay? If you're the one listening to the podcast, I'm going to assume you are the point person. You're the one who's up on your knowledge, who's probably going to be booking this or helping people with booking this. If that's not you, please share this podcast with whoever that may be in your travel party. Um, But there really does kind of need to be a point person that people can come to that maybe sets up, you know, meetings, share some ideas. I think it's just a little easier than if you have like four different cooks in the kitchen trying to do their own thing. Now, your family, your travel party dynamic may be like that, and that may be what you need to navigate. Um, But I definitely think having that kind of point person really helpful. Also, when you're talking Disney vacations with other family units, friend groups, whatever it may be, I think it's really important to have a realistic budget in there, okay? 
And if you're not sure what that is, go to a travel agent. Come to me. I'd be happy to get you a quote like for a family, nothing set in stone, but just ballpark. Okay. Or you can go to the My Disney Experience site yourself um, and put in kind of dates you're thinking just to let people know. Is this a $5,000 trip? Is this a $10,000 trip? And just really being upfront about kind of those estimated costs for people um, so that they know what they're getting into. And then lastly, really before you book anything, just discussing everyone's, you know, wants and desires. Obviously, date time of year is a really big one. When are people available? How long are we thinking we want to stay? Are we just doing Disney or are we doing Disney along with, you know, Universal or something else down in Florida? Uh, Do these people know anything about Disney, which that's can be a little iffy, but you know, do they have preferences? They already know their way around on hotel, that kind of thing. So as you begin looking, you have an idea of what other people are desiring. Or you may have people that just want to go, they don't know anything about it, and they're just looking to you to pick something. So great, pick a date, look at the price point. I think budget still does need to be discussed to help you in choosing, you know, what level of hotel you might be looking at. But have those conversations beforehand maybe do a little bit of research so you know like okay these dates are available for us here's an idea of price all of that good stuff okay let's talk about actual booking so when it comes to the hotel one you've got to decide on the hotel if you're not sure about that, go back and listen to some of my earlier episodes. I did a whole little series about like, here's all the values and why you might want to stay there. Here's all the moderates. Here's all the deluxes. Um, so look at your price point, get an idea, look into the amenities. You know, that could be important, how you can get transportation from that hotel to different parks. But once you decide in on the hotel, know this. If you haven't booked a lot of Disney trips before, a big party in one hotel room is a little tough to do if you have a budget, in my opinion. Okay, there are grand villas and two and three bedroom suites at these deluxe resorts, but they come with a price tag. Now, if you're splitting this between two or three families, then that may be totally doable. Um, But if this is a trip that, you know, a grandparent is paying for or one person is paying for everybody, it can definitely be cheaper to look at getting multiple single family hotel rooms as opposed to one big thing altogether. Um, So if you go into the Disney website and you've got a party of 10, if If you type in 10 people going for this date, all it's going to pull for you is putting those 10 people in one room. So you may get really limited results or really pricey results. So another option would be you know, split the people up into groups of four, groups of five, groups of three, whatever it may be, um, and look for kind of one travel party, one family unit as a time. Once you decide where you want to stay, you can put in a request for the rooms to be adjoining 
in the same section close to each other. You can do that um, at the time of booking sometimes, or you can call it in and do that request. But know that it is only a request. Sometimes Disney's able to honor it, sometimes they aren't. But also that request can really only be honored if they are the same room types. Okay, if I'm in a standard room and my parents are in a suite, those aren't right beside each other at most Disney resorts. So we're not going to get adjoining rooms. We could ask to be in buildings close to each other. But no, if you're going to request adjoining rooms, you do have to have the same room type and it's only a request. The exception to that is let's say that I got two four-person rooms, but it's only, you know, myself, my husband, and three kids, okay? Something where you can't have, you know, unattended minors, or if you don't have enough adults for all the children, um, you can call in that special request. And if it's something like that, Disney will guarantee that they are adjoining rooms. But again, that's only really if too many kids, not enough adults, um, where someone could be left unattended, you know, in a room, anything else, you're just putting in a request. All right, once you have chosen your hotel of choice for your dates and you've got that availability, now we need to think about theme park tickets. Um, Because if you can, connecting those, getting a package, if you're going two or more days to the theme parks, you can package it all together, have everything linked together for you. So you need to decide with your group how many days of tickets you want, if you want park hopper, not park hopper, that kind of thing. Now, if you end up making separate reservations, so four people on this one, three people on this one, two people on this one, um, everyone in the same room when you do a Disney package has to have the same type and number of day tickets. Okay, so if grandma and grandpa are in the room together, grandma can't go to the park two days and grandpa goes three. Okay, it's not going to work out. If you want to do that, you're going to have to book everything separately. Hotel room on its own, tickets for grandma on its own, tickets for grandpa on its own. Okay, so if you can get everyone on the same page there. Now, if we're in different rooms, though, and Billy and his family want to go four days with park hoppers, and my family only wants to go three day with base tickets, that's fine as long as we're on separate reservations. Um, And maybe, you know, since I don't have park hopper, Billy and his family come to the park where I am at some point in their hopping spree. Um, So just know that same room, those people have to have the same type of ticket and number of days. Okay, so now you've got everything set. Note that I'll add If you are going with a large group, this is a great time to think about getting Memory Maker. Memory Maker, if you don't know, is going to give you access to all of your photos throughout Walt Disney World Resort that are either taken on rides or by the PhotoPass photographers in front of like the castle and the Tower of Terror. And they can do some really cool magic shots and things for you. So Memory Maker, I believe, will let you link up to 10 family and friends And so this is a great thing for one person in the travel party to get. And then everyone can chip in money. You can just split the cost. But as long as these people are linked as your family and friends in your My Disney Experience app, you'll be able to see and download their photos as well. Same thing um, 
with them to you and then you can download everything send it out to people so I think memory maker is really great with a large party or multiple families going because you can split that cost right now if you get it before your trip it's 169 if you wait till you get there it's 199 I think you have up to three days before your trip to get that okay so now we've got everything booked that we need to also, sorry, another note I'm thinking of, consider travel protection. You can look into that. Um, you can talk with your agent about that. I'd be happy to share any specifics. It kind of depends on where you live, what that policy is. But when you go with a lot of people, there can be a lot of room for things to happen. Someone to get sick, there to be an emergency. Um, Disney is great about cancellation, you know, before your trip, if it's out a little bit. But if you've got something last minute or something happens, while you're there. Um, again, big party, more people to consider. That's definitely something to look into. All right, now we have booked our trip. We know we're going. We're excited. Let's get planning. And this is probably where I kind of have the most useful tips for you. So first things first, think about dining ideas and those magical extras. Know if there's anyone in your party that wants those. Um, a, a, myself as a travel agent, I have a whole document that I share with clients about here's all the restaurants that would need a reservation. Here's kind of all those extras. Is there anything you want to do? So encourage the other people you're traveling with um, to look over those extras. You know, if they want their kid to be dressed up like a princess at Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique or build a lightsaber, that's something you really want to know and book before you're going. 60 days before you're going, not, you know, when they get there, oh, Billy wanted a lightsaber. But when it comes to dining, my best advice with large parties, like while it's great to have that meal where everyone's together, consider doing this minimally. Maybe you do want to sit down and have dinner together every night. It's totally doable. But honestly, my biggest tip for these large parties is sometimes you just need to split up. Okay, people want to do their own thing. This family may want to ride this. This family may want to ride that. Um, and coming together at every single park every single night for a meal just might be really tough. So maybe you think about your arrival day later on that evening you know, having a reservation for something. Or maybe in the middle of the week, you've got a rest day, and that's a great day for everyone to come together and get breakfast. Um, but I would say just don't overdo it with the dining. If you've got picky eaters, some people may need the chicken nuggets and fries, and some people may want to be adventurous with a different kind of cuisine. So again, I think it all goes back to that pre-planning, to seeing what people's desires are, to being conscious of the budget and how much some of these sit-down dining meals can cost. Um, but just have those conversations, maybe plan one or two meals that everyone wants to come together and do. And I mean, you can always meet up and eat quick service in the parks together. That doesn't require a reservation. That's not messing with anyone's time. If y'all are free, you're together, you're hungry, go grab a bite. Now, tip for making dining reservations when you have a larger group is that more than likely you're going to have to split up the reservation. There are very few places on property where I could get a table that would seat 12 or 15 or whatever it may be. 
So think about breaking your party up into groups of probably maximum six, but, you know, groups of four, groups of five, groups of three, whatever it may be, um, and try to get separate dining reservations at very close proximity times, okay? So 60 days out, trying to get dining. I might do a group of four under, you know, my name for my family, then a group of six for someone, you know, with another lead person as the guest. And this is honestly where like the point person or using a travel agent is really, really necessary. All right, y'all, dining for Disney goes quickly. And so it's going to be a mess if you're trying to text back and forth at 6 a.m. with Aunt Sheila, like, all right, I got our reservation at 910. Were you guys able to get 915? Um, so if one person can do it for everybody, or again, if you use a travel agent, where they can knock that out, I think it's just going to be a lot easier. Now, once you have these separate dining reservations that hopefully have times close to each other, when you get to the restaurant and check in, you can request, hey, can our tables be near each other? If they have a larger table, can we sit together? But again, no, that's just a request. They have a ton going on. These restaurants are so busy. Um, so be mindful of that. Be kind to cast members but that's really your best bet. So sometimes just doing quick service, grabbing something and sitting out on the curb together can be more memorable and a way for everyone to be together and not at separate tables. All right, so we've done dining. We've talked with our people about any extra things they want to do. Um, that as well the extra things I think is another good time for families and people just kind of to split. If you book Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique for a little prince or princess, only one adult is allowed to go in there with that child. So there's really no point of everyone sticking together because, you know, grandma and aunt and uncle can't go in with us as well. So maybe they're off doing something else. Um, if there's multiple extras that want to be done, maybe you can plan those at similar times um, so everyone can split and kind of come back together. All right, and lastly, let's talk about how we're going to navigate the parks when we have a large group. Y'all, it's hard. So I'm going to be honest. I am very much the person who wants to rope drop, who wants to be there as soon as the park opens, because I know we can get on the most rides quickie, quickly with the least amount of weight. But the other people that I travel with, I love you, mom and sister, they are not necessarily like quick in the morning people. They get ready. They look nice. They get the kids all ready. And I'm so, so thankful for that. But it can be hard to get their first thing and get everybody motivated and have something for breakfast so they're not hangry and moving. And then maybe I really, really want to go get on Big Thunder Mountain. But my sister really, really wants to get on Pirates of the Caribbean. And, you know, we'll have time to do both in our day, but it can be tough when you, especially I think if you have people that have gone before because they have desires, they know what they want to do. They're not just along for the ride. So this is where I really think it can be in your best interest to just split up. And it doesn't have to be family for family. It can be who wants to go do this, who wants to go do that, um, and have a time to meet back up. We're going to meet back up in the hub grass and eat a corn dog from Casey's Corner at noonish. 
get back here when you can. You know what I mean? Or we've got a dining reservation at this time. We'll see everybody then. Um, So while you can travel and do everything together all throughout the park, uh, just know it's a little tough. Now, another kink in this is Genie Plus. All right. So Genie Plus, it's allowing me to skip the lines, but I don't get to pick the time that I return and ride that ride. And so if I'm using Genie Plus and I want to ride this thing, but someone else I'm with wants to ride something else, you know, we're going to be running all over the park if we're stuck on being together. So you may want to train someone else on Genie Plus. If you've got teens that are going off by themselves, you know, show them how to use it. And that way, if you've purchased Genie Plus, you can select who in your travel party you want to get a certain attraction for. It doesn't have to be everybody. And that way, people can kind of navigate it separately, do what they want to do, and utilize Genie Plus as they would like to, not just to ride what everyone wants to ride, but what it is they're wanting to do. All right, and last tip I'll leave you with is probably the biggest one, and this is before you go, after you've made your initial reservation, make sure everyone is linked on the My Disney Experience app before you go, before you try to make a dining reservation or an extra reservation or a Genie Plus reservation morning of. If people end up making separate reservations, you will want to link them as friends and family in the app, okay? So they actually have a place now where everyone can pull up their own like individual barcode, um, not barcode, QR code, and I can scan that. They'll pop up as my friends and family, but guys, there is some back and forth with them verifying, me verifying through email, um, and it can, you know, every reservation has to add everyone in, give a name to everyone on their reservation, that kind of thing, and make a little profile for them. Everyone going does not have to have a My Disney Experience account and log in and all that, but you definitely need one for at least one kind of lead person per room or per reservation. Um, so, Get that set in stone as early on as you can. It will just make it so much easier when you're down there. It'll make it so much easier when you're making reservations. If you have a travel agent, they can definitely help you with that. Or you can just call into Disney. There are wonderful cast members who will sit and go with you and make sure everyone's linked. Um, And I really want to encourage you, like check all the boxes. If I can see the entire travel party on my app, that's great. But I want to check in with, you know, Susie, who's in the other room and make sure she sees everything. That way, anyone can take care of anything that the party needs um, if it comes down to it, because you can see everybody on the app. Alrighty, friends, I hope if you are planning to head to Disney with a large group, you got some helpful info here. It's wonderful. Like there are so many fun times, so many memories. I am so very thankful that I get to go to Disney with extended family and spend these weeks there uh, going to the parks and just, like I said, making magic, making memories. But to make it 
a trip that everyone enjoys. You just want to have clear communication. You want to know expectations, what people's must-dos are, um, and it's okay to split up sometimes and do different things. These parks have a lot to offer, um, and it's great to do what your family wants to do, but come together for a special meal or a special moment or memory, um, and have your party just enjoy one another's company and enjoy being there so as always I thank you guys so so much for listening if I can ever answer any questions for you or help you with booking your own magical vacation just check out my Instagram or Facebook or send me an email all that info's in the show notes and I hope you have a magical day bye bye (laughs) 